in conclusion, I thoroughly enjoy Mama. Sorry. How's <laughs> uh, someone not? I don't know. Anybody doesn't know what K-pop is now. You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Welcome to episode 89. The show notes page for this episode is raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 89. I'm so excited to share the feedback and feelings. (laughs) I was going to call this episode All the Feels, but the feedback and feelings around how this work has been showing up for folks, you know, how this work of raising free people is being used as a resource, as a tool, not just something that you listen to and feel good about, but something that you get tools from to apply to your life to start making changes. That, for me, is the most powerful way that I can use my voice. I don't want to just inspire. I don't want this to be about activity, you know, the activity of being inspired or listening or sharing. I want it to be about activism, about using what you're hearing and feeling through to test out small or maybe big changes in the relationships with the people around you, children, other adults that you're in community with, this sort of thing. And I've been really. (laughs) a little overwhelmed in a wonderful way by the details about how folks are using the podcast and the communities that are being connected to each other through the work to make changes. So we're talking about folks who are now really clear about how they can start their own space, whether they're going to plug into an existing model like the Agile Learning Network, or whether they're going to create something totally separate from that that is encompassing what their needs are that focuses on the needs of the people that they are in community with. But now they know that they have tools to supplement or even complement that process. Um, folks who realize that the work of raising free people is not just about education, but there's also a lot of personal work, a lot of self-governance work, a lot of personal shedding, <laughs> a lot of self-care. You know, people have been able to communicate with me directly, especially this week as I'm here at this training in Charlotte about the specific ways that the work is working them. And I just, I couldn't be more enthusiastic about that. And it just, you know, fires me up to keep on going. So if you're listening to this podcast, right, and you've been listening for a while and you don't feel like you have gotten anything that feels like it helped you to get actionable, you know, it helped you to turn it into something you can practice. Leave me a voice memo, please. Head over to AkilaSRichards.com or RaisingFreePeople.com. Both of those URLs go to the same place. And tell me, tell me something. Tell me about your stuck point. Tell me what you can't move past when it comes to this work of raising free people because we need to get you unstuck. All right. <laughs> So y'all remember Anthony Galloway Jr. from episodes 45 and 61, right? He is the co-facilitator at Heartwood ALC in Atlanta, along with Julia Cordero. And he is this coming week's Ask Me Anything, the AMAs that we do over at the Alliance for Self-Directed Education. 
You know, when I say SDE, I mean self-directed education. And when I say ASD, I mean the Alliance for Self-Directed Education. All right. So over at ASD, we do these AMAs, these Ask Me Anythings with folks who are immersed in self-directed education and versed in a sense in self-directed education. Anthony will be doing one on July 18th. How the AMAs work is that the guest of the AMA, Anthony in this case, is online in and out from noon to 9 p.m. Eastern on that day. And when you become a member of the Alliance, which it's free to join and donations are welcome. So when you become a member of the Alliance, you get access to the member forums. Oh, I say as the and also the Alliance, y'all. I use those terms interchangeably. But um, you get access to the member forums. And inside those forums, whew, conversations are going on about any aspect of unschooling or the broader topic of self-directed education that you could think of. And if the topic that you're interested in isn't happening, then you just have an opportunity to press a few buttons right quick right there and get that conversation going. So we're talking about the parenting aspect. We're talking about the financial component. We're talking about feeling isolated in your city. We're talking about biases that show up in SDE spaces. We're talking about libraries as safe spaces for folks who are practicing SDE all different aspects of it. So you, if you're not a member of the Alliance and you're not getting the benefits of the member forum, uh, why? Why? <laughs> so um, hopefully you are a member if you're listening here, because that's also a space that I frequent in terms of the forums and I need to do a better job of being in there. But the Alliance itself, we are working so diligently in community and in a sense of insistence that self-directed education is accessible for anybody who wants it and that it becomes a normal option for families who need it. You really, really want to be a part of it. And it's super easy. All you do is you join and then people post questions right there in the forum to him. And then he'll log in throughout the day between noon and 9 p.m. Eastern and answer those questions. Speaking of ASDI, speaking of the Alliance, Tipping Points is the online magazine for the Alliance. And if you're not reading those articles, you're also leaving food, <laughs> spiritual food, mental food, brain food, research related food, you know, the things that are going to feed the questions and the needs that you have as you continue to explore this. If you're not reading Tipping Points, you're missing those nutrients because they're personal stories. Some of them are based on research and then others are based on lived experience. It's just a really nice scope of varying perspectives and insights about how people are doing this work of raising free people, of embracing self-directed education. So make sure you check out Tipping Points as well. Go to self-directed.org to get details. The rest of this episode, you'll be hearing from Marley who was so gracious to lend her time and energy and perspectives to us as part of the ALF summer training. And this was not planned. <laughs> you know, I just invited Chris and both girls to come through. Shout out to Thomas and Nancy and Lacey and Melissa and Vidya and Miguel. Who am I forgetting? Rachel. Is her name Rachel? Oh, okay. Everybody who works full-time, part-time volunteers at ALC Mosaic, shout out to you if you were there last week because you were part of making the space so comfortable for my family and me. 
And so Marley felt super comfortable being in the space and is going to offer us some of her perspectives. Listen in. You won't hear from me again until next episode, but it's episode 90. What? I have some goodies for you and route to episode 100. All right. So enjoy. Much love. And I'll talk to you next week. The best part about my ALF summer experience would probably be all the takeaways that I got from it. And not even necessarily just that, you know, there were things where I was like, yes, I resonate with that, but very specific things that I can implement for myself and for the communities that I'm in. And I was really grateful to be able to get those things out of a space where people also apparently got a lot out of me speaking, which I'm still growing accustomed to the fact that people um, people listen to me a lot more than I thought they did. So that was an interesting experience. Scott Speed's offering on dialogue versus debate, absolutely my favorite. We, as an example, for the differences between the two, we used, uh, what did we use? We used vaccines and immunizations and that whole discussion. And that was um, not necessarily I no, no, it was eye opening because I never I was never really attuned to how it felt to have a discussion with someone versus debate. Like I get a really distinct feeling in my chest and then it moves down to my stomach and paying attention to that was very helpful in terms of knowing how to manage myself so that I'm not like foaming at the mouth when I'm trying to explain to someone why why there could be a different way to do it. So I was really grateful to be able to attend that. I think it happened Monday or Tuesday, early on in the week. So I had a good amount of time to sit with it. And I'm I'm really glad it happened with the same topic, with the same people, everything. I think it would have been a completely different experience had it been something else or someone else facilitating that offering. Another thing that I really enjoyed was um, my discussion with mom on, I mean, I use the term race relations because I didn't really know what else to put, but it wasn't that. It wasn't really diversity either. I guess it was just... um an awareness around people of color, more specifically black people in SDE, and what people can do to support that um, that community and ways in which the in ways in which the predominantly white community can be really problematic. The most apparent thing and the most memorable thing for me was the reactions of people in the room when you start talking, you know, about anything having to do with being a black person in SDE. Like there, there wasn't, there was a lot less pushback than I expected just because in the communities that I'm in, it's so unthinkable to bring race into something. That was what was surprising that there was such a mixture of, I understand I'm in my process of understanding and I don't get it. And even if they hadn't realized it yet, the defensiveness around their emotions. That was what was really interesting because in my communities, it's pretty much unanimous that if you start talking about race, then you're overly sensitive or you're just angry 
about the world, even though I have every right to be. The reason that I think bringing up race is so unthinkable in my community is because it's a K-pop community, which is predominantly either white American or European fans or South Korean fans, even though it's a worldwide thing. K-pop is Korean pop music. It's an umbrella term as it relates to anything in terms of Korean pop culture, but I specifically am talking about pop music, Korean pop music, South Korean pop music, and that's what K-pop is. So because they're the idols or the performers, the artists are called idols, are South Korean for the most part, then, you know, you have a lot of fans being like, it's a different culture. They don't know when they do something culturally insensitive or overtly racist. And a lot of times the black fans, which are the minority, are ostracized for bringing up their feelings. You know, like as a black fan, it's ridiculous that this member of BTS said the N-word or joked about Kunta Kinte. Like, what, what the hell are you doing? And a thing that I say with my friends is like they like to defend the K-pop fans like to defend their oppas, which is the Korean word for like big brother or senior or something like they're all like, oppa, love me. And we're like, your oppa, you said some really racist things. What's that all about? Anyway, because I'm in those communities, it was really helpful. Again, back to the discussion about dialogue and debate. It was really helpful for me to identify when I was feeling like I need to be in debate mode, you know? And when I was like, I'm actually trying to inform someone why what their artist is doing is an issue and making that distinction is going to be really helpful for me, firstly, because it, it was so, it was so stressful to constantly be like, nobody's listening to me. Everybody's just calling me angry and not understanding why, because I felt like all my points were completely valid. You know, I could have a hundred black K-pop fans bag me up and it still wasn't getting through to anybody except black K-pop fans who already knew. So I recently got back onto some of those communities online. So I'm looking forward to implementing those differences in terms of having dialogues and seeing the effects of it. So shout out to Scott Speed. My mom is going to put those links on the show notes page and you should definitely go check his work out. In terms of critiques, this is something that should be implemented. I think I was the only teenager there for the most part that wasn't coming in and out due to childcare going on in a different area of the property. I felt fine, but it's important for younger people to have people that understand their experiences in the room so they feel supported because I think it's one thing to feel understood by a lot of people and another thing to feel supported by somebody that's in the same boat as you. That's really important, especially for people that want to have the confidence to speak up about their opinions in a community where it definitely matters, you know, especially since you kind of have some leeway when you're younger in terms of what you want to do. But I think once you hit teenage years, it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to college? Or it's, it's a different level of pressure, even in ALCs. So 
to have other teenagers there and speak about their experiences with ALC and developing into a young adult and what kind of tools they needed, what resources they needed, what people they didn't need around them. All of those are really important to have in a space. In conclusion, I thoroughly enjoyed ALF Summer. I'm so glad that I was able to go. I even went by myself one morning just because I was like, I want everything out of this. I really enjoyed being able to do that, having the space made for me to speak. And I look forward to talking about these topics more, having dialogue instead of debates. Yeah, I I do have a couple shout outs. Firstly, shout out to Vidya. If you're listening, I really enjoyed our discussion about trusting my parents' process in terms of us having to shift our narratives of each other to support each other in a partnership. I really enjoyed having that discussion over lunch. Shout out to Huxley because, you know, Huxley, that made me very happy. And shout out to Scott. Again, thank you very much for that. I think it was really what I needed, that dialogue versus debate discussion. Shout out to Liberty for allowing me to do the ALC student experience Q&A with her. That was something I enjoyed very much. And shout out to ALC Mosaic. Shout out to Hartwood because I consider those my, my ALC school roots, if you will. And... Yes, thank you for listening to me recap this. Bear of the Free Child is a weekly podcast that centers diverse narratives, insightful commentary, learning with our children and de-schooling ourselves, owning our multiple identities and treating children with dignity, creating community and sharing conversation from often silenced spaces, breathing life into liberation practices, proactively and on purpose. It's about parenting. It's about self-directed education, loving. It's about learning. Thanks for listening to Fair the Free Child podcast. Like the show? Then show your love or give your feedback at akilasrichards.com.